Hello and welcome back to another episode of American Culture uh, Podcast. My name is Fred Bautista, and today we're going to continue our discussion of how media influences uh, popular culture. And for today's episode, we're going to be discussing uh, three different sections. In section one, we're going to be talking about how pop culture shapes our ideas and perceptions about what we consider to be fundamental in American society. In section two, we're actually going to break down an episode of South Park, season 14, episode 14, um, titled Cream Frage. It's going to be very interesting. And in section three, we're going to do a little reflection about uh, how my own ideas about American dream, about the American dream, uh, gender, and other social norms have been influenced by pop culture. And without further ado, um, let's dive right in. All right, so jumping right into section one, uh, we're going to be talking about the importance of pop culture and how pop culture shapes our ideas and perceptions of what we consider to be fundamental in American society. And the biggest takeaway I have for this is just hard work and progress. Uh, these being fundamental in this idea of American dream and uh, American culture as well. Now, hard work and progress are something that are very directly associated with the American dream. We hear prominent politicians and entrepreneurs and people who have achieved their uh, ideas of success and achieving their American dream. Uh, talk about this idea that when asked at least the question what their secret is to, to their success, the more often than not they bring up this idea of hard work and them rolling up their sleeves and, and doing what needs to be done. Now this uh, can be seen in media and film as we have the Tony Soprano or uh, Tony Montana's, uh, Walter White's, we have the Jordan Belfort's and um, Will Smith's character in, in Pursuit of Happiness and um, Russell Crowe's character in Cinderella Man. All these different ideas of, of what it takes to be successful. And in order to be successful, you have to put in the work. But these different ideas of, or these different stories being told, all although they are very different and they have different ideas of what they consider to be success, ultimately, this is the underlying factor, is, is the hard work that they put into it. Now, this also ties in with um, advertising. Advertising, uh, what we, we see in television and media, uh, advertisement, when they come up, they always bring this idea of wanting more. And, and in order to get more, you have to have that hard work. Commercials like... Cable commercials, for example, um, talk about faster internet or uh, expanded network coverage or bigger cable packages. So it's this idea of more and um, very prominent in, in advertisements. It's also very prominent in, in culture, American culture. This idea that if you have a house with two stories, you want a house with three stories. If you want, if you have four cars, you want five cars or what have you. Uh, this idea that um, one should never be stagnant and should always continue moving forward and pushing the boundaries of what we consider to be success. This also ties in with um, with violence in, in media as it's not simply just um, deciding to put in the work and, and you'll automatically have uh, success, but 
Some people, it's not that simple. Some people have to break the rules in order to achieve that success. Um, as I had mentioned before, the Tony Montanas and the Walter Whites and even the Jordan Belfords uh, of, of the world, uh, they have to break these rules in order to, to find that success that most Americans dream of or can only dream of. Um, but they find it with with this violence and these stories are um, are pretty common in in media and film but they are limited in their censorship as we have the the mp system which essentially breaks film and media into five different rating systems uh, five different ratings we have the the pg uh, or i'm sorry we have the g um which is essentially just anybody can see this film we have the pg which is parent guidance is suggested the pg-13 uh, parent guidance is strongly suggested uh the rated r which is no one under a certain age can are permitted to to watch that film without their parents being present and then we have the nc-17 which is no children under 17 regardless if they're with their parent without their parent can watch this film now, why is this important? This is important because this restriction, the censorship, creates what we know as a status quo. Especially because the people who are most affected by these rating systems are children. And children are not only our future, but they are uh, impressionable. The stories being told to children are what shapes their perception of the world that they live in. So... As children are being restricted, these stories, they it morphs their their idea of what they consider to be normal. As certain stories uh, are filtered out because they are considered to be abnormal, or they have they use tools. Uh, the MPAA system uses tools such as being too violent or uh, strong language or. Uh, these different uh, explicit imagery or what have you. But ultimately, these stories are being restricted and they're being kept from the, the children. Um, even though these many of these stories are very common in, in the aspects of life and the aspects of American culture, they're being restricted on, on screen. But these all tie in together. These ideas of the American dream, what we consider to be fundamental in American society, uh, violence in media, um, and these different ideas of, of censorship, they all tie in together with, with what we consider to be status quo, what we consider to be normal. But they all form the, the perceptions that we have in American culture and what we consider to be uh, normal, abnormal. Anyway, this is the end of section one. Um, stick around for section two. All right, so to kick things off, we're going to be talking about the five different perspectives used to analyze the season 14, episode 14, South Park, uh, titled Cream Fridge. The first one being the narrative perspective, which is basically just the signs and symbols in a work. The second one uh, being the narrative perspective which is the moral of the media being presented. Third being the dramatist perspective, which is understanding the motives of rule-breaking behavior. Fourth being the Marxist perspective, which is just uh, 
common sense of what we consider to be normal. And the last one being feminist perspective, which is essentially just females in relation to power. Now, uh, to start things off with the rhetorical perspective, there are a number of symbols used throughout this episode. But the two that really stood out to me were the Food Network channel and the Shake Wheat. The Food Network channel itself is basically just a channel which teaches people what can be possible in the comfort of their own homes. And this is actually used as an escape for Randy as he considers being on the Food Network channel to be his life stream. Ultimately, this also develops into being the central antagonist for the episode as the Food Network channel uh, really pushes Randy to give up a number of things in order to achieve his dream of being being on the Food Network channel. And the second symbol being the shake weight. The shake weight itself is just a tool um, used to exercise, but it's primarily used by women. And this is uh, used as an as an escape for the constant lack of attention that the husbands are giving to their wives. So the wives go out of their way to find the shake weight and try to regain their own self-confidence. But this is also develops into this idea of male approval, a need for male approval, as the shake weight itself has an AI voice which uses male voice uh, in tropes and tropes. Uh, in order to emphasize his idea of the male-dominant theme throughout the episode. Now, the second perspective being the narrative perspective. Now, this episode speaks about the complexities of the American dream in modern culture. Not only the idea of following your dreams not being realistic for a majority of Americans, uh, but also following those dreams um, and can create disruptions in the stability of a family uh, and if this happens it's also subject to criticism which is what happens in randy's case now the third one being the dramatist perspective now this episode itself is centered around randy and there's a side plot of sharon and her response to randy's actions which is also very important we're going to be talking about this in uh, the last perspective with the feminist perspective but Randy breaks several rules, but two of these rules that he breaks really stood out to me. The first one being following his dream and trying to make it a reality. That doesn't seem like rule-breaking behavior, but he gives up his family's stability in order to achieve his dreams, which ultimately is rule-breaking behavior. As he is the central provider for his family, and he leaves a stable job as a geologist to become an amateur TV chef. As he is not just married to his wife Sharon, but he's also father to Shelley Marsh and Stan Marsh. And in giving up on or uh, abandoning his his job as a geologist, which is a steady income, he uh, goes off and tries to become an amateur TV chef for, for Food Network Channel. Um, this breaks the social rules as he risks the stability of the fan of his family in order to achieve his dream. This is justified as uh, this idea of the American dream, something not easy to accomplish and um, ultimately understandable, but it is rule breaking nonetheless. He also um, finds redemption in the end as he goes back to his job, but uh, he had broken the rules of abandoning his job in the first place. 
the the second rule breaking behavior that uh, really stood out to me was his passion for a uh, quote unquote feminine occupation. Now, this isn't something that is uh, uncommon in media, as cooking um, has always really been associated with femininity and I mean as of late it has become more uh, acceptable for men to be in the kitchen or to, to be chefs I mean we have the Gordon Ramsay's of the world but um, this is actually a running uh, the, a running joke throughout the episode as in the beginning of the episode Randy becomes aroused by something he's seeing on, te- on television and we aren't sure what it is but um, as we are seeing, uh, we see Randy becoming aroused by the Food Network channel. I mean, it is uh, unexpected, uh, to say the least. Um, it's something much more mundane. And uh, as I had said before, it is something that has been associated with, with females. Uh, now, this is ultimately not justified as is the recurring butt of the joke. And it never directly addressed, but uh, it is something that happens throughout the episode. Now, the fourth perspective being the Marxist perspective. And in this episode, um, depicts this idea of the common decisions made in the United States as several people try to achieve their dreams, only to ultimately fail. This is a story we've heard very often, and as we become accustomed to it, this idea of failure in achieving one's dreams as a normal occurrence, is the sad reality of living in the United States, is that not everyone is destined to fulfill their dreams, and that is okay. The systems that we use here in the United States, like capitalism, which is a stark contrast to communism, communism being essentially, uh, in a perfect world, communism would help uplift everybody at the same time. Capitalism is a dog-eat-dog world where... uh, A person is always trying to be better than the next person. Uh, It's it's competitiveness, uh, what capitalism is based off of. Now, the last uh, perspective is the feminist perspective. And the feminist perspective, um, or at least in this episode, what we see is the ideas of females in relation to power. In this episode, we see Sharon uh, decide to reclaim her power and work on herself, only to be continuously pushed around by men, if not physical men, uh, uh, an example of men in the shakeway, the shakeway itself, having a male voice, male tendency, and is also subtly, um, subtly, not so subtly compared to male genitalia. Just along with the fact that she ultimately gives up on her pursuit of uh, trying to reclaim her self-confidence and returns to the man who had neglected her from from the beginning. Uh, This episode also shows uh, what female use, uh, females use, or what uh, Sharon at least used in order to rope back, uh, Randy back into the family. Uh, She uses her sexuality in order to get Randy to give up on his dream and go back to his more stable job of uh, geologist. Anyway, that these are the five different perspectives used for the South Park uh, episode called Cream Fridge. All right, stick around for section three.
All right, so welcome to section three. Here's just going to be a brief uh, reflection of my ideas on how pop culture has influenced my own ideas of American dream, gender, and social norms. Now, I think what I could like to connect to more is this idea of the American dream as um, me being a brown kid, uh, Latinx from Southern California. Um, this idea of the American dream has always been in, in my mind it's ever since I was a child, something that my parents have really uh, made fundamental in, in my upbringing was this idea of using education in order to uh, get forward and to find success. Uh, and it's very prominent in, in uh, Latinx communities, this idea of achieving this American dream. Now, in film itself, it has been very difficult to find examples that are true to, um, to to my own story, as there are not a lot of Latinx, or at least in my in my um, perspective, like realistic Latinx stories out there. Um, one good film is is uh, a better life, uh, where they talk about the experiences of being a Latinx. And a struggle and this idea of trying to, to build a better life, not only uh, for the child, but for the generations to come. Um, although that story is a bit far-fetched, uh, if we are being realistic, there are some far-fetched uh, parts of the story. The story in general is very is very similar to, to my upbringing and, and my experiences. But one... Uh, a show that, strangely enough, like has nothing to do with myself, completely different uh, states, completely different uh, cultures, is this show on Showtime called Shameless. Now, it's centered around this uh, blue-collar white family from south side of Chicago who uh, are struggling to make ends meet. And if you guys haven't seen the show, I really suggest you guys do it's a great uh watch it is a bit explicit there are some some uh strong language and some intense imagery but in general it's a very very good show that i highly recommend it uh but it has nothing to do with with myself uh maybe as i had mentioned before a latinx brown uh, uh south uh california um, kid growing up uh, has nothing to do and there's not much to connect to but this idea of the American dream is something that, that I can really cling to uh, that I can really connect to and I see myself being represented even though we're from different cultures and different uh, ethnicities and different states even but as I had mentioned earlier in section one this idea of progress and, and the the need to not be stagnant and to continue pushing forward. There's this idea in media, at least that I've seen uh, recently, this I need to add more perspectives. Um, and it counters this idea of, of a single story narrative. Um, it also uses this idea of cultivation theory with more stories being out there. The, the broader our normal can be or status quo can be but anyway um that is my reflect for uh section three uh thank you guys for sticking around and uh take it easy